I think also what's important is the ability to, to sacrifice um, other things in your life in order to pursue your goals. Like, for example, like you mentioned, to get a CPA license, it's a 16-hour exam. Um, it's broken up into four parts, obviously, because you won't be able to sit through 16 hours. But mo the majority of people fail the exam. You know, I've heard that it's actually more difficult than the bar exam for attorneys. Um, so it's one of the most challenging. And actually, I have employees, team members that work for me that are still having a difficult time studying for for the exam and passing it. And the main reason, it's not that they're not smart enough. It's just that they don't have the discipline to sacrifice their weekends, sacrifice their evenings, sacrifice whatever pleasure they get from out, outside of work in order to get their license. So it's the same thing in, in entrepreneurship or to develop your gift. You're going to have to sacrifice certain things, whether it's spending time with family, spending playing video games, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Whatever you enjoy out of life, that's going to have to be put on, on pause for a moment until you achieve your goal. Like if you're really driven, if you really, you know, if you really want to get that gift and, and have it developed, you're going to have to put other things aside. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons, yeah. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. With David E. Simons. Welcome to another episode of How I Discovered My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. I'm excited and delighted to have today's guest on. He is in the city where I was born and raised, Bakersfield, California. Joel Sandoval, CPA, is the owner and founder of Sandoval Tax CPAs based in Bakersfield, California. Although the office is, is located in Southern California, Sandoval T Tax CPAs is a virtual tax and accounting firm that serves all 50 states of America. Joel has a passion for helping business owners save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes through proactive tax planning. That's key, proactive tax planning, not reactive tax planning. Unfortunately, most business owners are not meeting with their tax professionals on a regular basis, which is costing them tens of thousands of dollars in taxes. This is money that can be reinvested back into their businesses be used to go on a much needed family vacation. Don't we all need that into your, into your, uh, to, to be able to donate to your favorite charity <clears throat> or, or even, even, um, help, help your family members. So Joel is on a mission to be known by every business owner in America. I hope this show can help us get to a little bit more of that goal. Joel is also a licensed, uh, CPA by the state of California since 2012. With over a decade of experience, he's, he's been saving business owners tens of thousands of dollars through proactive tax planning and has become Joel's life's vision. So his vision is to become the CPA firm of choice in America, and he's invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into education to be able to provide 
the most value to his clients. Sandoval Tax CPA starts every new relationship with a personalized tax plan because they want to make sure that if they prepare your tax return, that they are saving you the most amount of money possible. So, Joel, welcome to the show. Thank you for being on, brother. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, David. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we got a chance to meet at ClickFunnels, just randomly ended up sitting next to each other in a room full of 5,000 people. And uh, it was it was it was crazy to see and uh, that you were from you. You reside in Bakersfield, California. Yeah, man, it's a small world. It's crazy how we're in a big room with 5,000 entrepreneurs. And little did we know that, you know, I'm from where you grew up, which is crazy. Wow. Bananas. So, yeah. so Joel, tell, tell, tell people a little bit about your journey, man. Like, obviously, you, you know, it takes a while. And, and another thing he didn't highlight, so humble, he is a two comma club award winner. So that means he's done a million dollars in business plus through um, and, and it's, it's come through his funnels and, and, and sales for his uh, for his for his business. So he, he is doing it, guys. Um, so so talk to me about the journey just overall becoming who you are today. Yeah, man. So actually, we take it back to high school, David. I always um, tell my story of like, you know, you graduate high school, right? You got to start on this, uh, you know, become an adult and start working, right? And I had really didn't know what to do. Um, both of my parents had a background actually in real estate. So my mom was, a, or still is an escrow officer. My dad's a property manager. So, you know, with obviously your parents have a lot of influence in who you become. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna follow in their footsteps and try to become someone in real estate. But I actually graduated in 2005. So obviously a couple of years later, we had a big recession, you know, big housing crash. Um, people losing their homes in foreclosure. So timing was just terrible, right? And it kind of, you know, we might see even signs of that, you know, this year with the way the economy is going. But, um, you know, nonetheless, you know, it was kind of a, you know, I was still early in my career. So I still had, you know, basically time to pivot. So I basically came across another CPA who was actually working uh, for the real estate company I was working for. And, Everybody, I saw everybody was panicking because just the economy was terrible, but she felt, you know, just had this peace, you know, inside of her where she felt stable and secure. And I asked her like, Hey, what is it that you do? And she's like, Oh, I'm a CPA. And I was like, why do you like that career? She's like, well, you know, I, I feel I have a stable and secure job regardless of what's happening in the economy. Like every business owner always needs an accountant. And, um, obviously with me being impacted, with the economy, I was like, I got to find something similar to that. Cause I was fresh out of, you know, high school. I was like, man, this is probably not good. Um, mm -hmm. so I decided actually, I lived in Baltimore, California. It's where I was born and raised and lived there basically all until high school. And then I moved to Bakersfield after high school to pursue my degree in accounting. Uh, and that's actually where my, where I met my now wife. So, and she's born and raised in Bakersfield. And so she said, Hey, if we're getting married, this is where we're going to live. So, hey. <laughs> so, so Bakersfield became my, my hometown. Um, and I got my degree. I actually was pretty good, did pretty good in school, graduated with honors. Never even, never had thoughts of becoming an entrepreneur. I was just trying to get a good paying job. Um, and, and that's what I did. I got my degree in, you know, my bachelor's degree in business. 
uh, with the concentration in accounting, got, you know, multiple offers because I had good grades from various CPA firms. And I just started my career um, trying to become a CPA, got my license, as you mentioned, in 2012. But, you know, as I was kind of growing and, you know, in my career, I uh, just, you know, with social media, you know, all the stuff that comes on, you know, I heard about Ty Lopez, about uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then just kind of opened my mind to this whole new world of entrepreneurship. And it just sounded like, man, you know, I'm going to have a cap as what I can make as a CPA unless I really become an entrepreneur. Little did I know how much stress I was going to bring. You know, I just, I, at the time I was just like unlimited income, unlimited potential. I was like, man, this is the way to go. But uh, nonetheless, like I, I, I stuck with my normal job for like five years. And um, at the time uh, before I made the jump from, you know, employee to business owner, I had already been working for the man for about five years. I was making six figures. And I uh, basically risked my, I basically went from six figures to zero figures like overnight because I had no clients. Um, and I just, I remember putting a, you know, a sign out front. I got an office like the next day, put a sign out front, um, tax preparation. It was during tax season. I thought I was going to, you know, blow up with business. And two hours later, um, I get my first phone call and it was actually my wife. And she's like, <laughs> and she asked me, how many clients do you have so far? And I was like, uh, as of now, you're my first phone call. And she's like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Maybe you should go back, you know, get your six-figure job. And I was like, well, it's too late. I already quit my job. I'm not going back. And uh, to make things even more intense, though, David, like a couple weeks later, we found out that my wife was expecting our wow. firstborn daughter. And she was actually supporting the family at the time because, like I mentioned, I went to zero figures, literally no money. And so she was a fourth grade teacher bringing in the income, but she's like, hey, I told you from day one that when I become a mom, I'm gonna be a stay-at-home mom. You're the man of the house, you gotta support the family. So I literally had a nine month deadline to bring enough money into the table to survive. So I literally, you could just imagine a CPA door knocking, hey, do you wanna sit, you know, everything that you a CPA should not be doing, that's what I was doing. But it put me out of my comfort zone. Uh, it pushed me, you know, to, to do things I probably would have never done. Um, fast forward to today, you know, I've obviously learned a lot since then. Um, we're currently a seven figure accounting firm, as I mentioned, two comic club award winner. And so, uh, it, you know, entrepreneurship is a journey, even that seven figures, it's still stressful, but I, you know, I couldn't want, I wouldn't want any, 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 you know, any differently. So, um, wow. super proud to be here and just, you know, talk about my gift and my journey. I love it, man. I love it. So. I gotta take a step back, right? Because that takes some major guts to to just go from sit like like you didn't you didn't like you know say hey all right I'm gonna you know transition over time you cut cold turkey can you explain and expound on that a little bit more? Yeah, so um, you know I had already kind of you know had the thoughts of entrepreneurship right because I had been reading about you know I had read like entrepreneurial book. So for the last like few years, it had been on my mind, but I never had the courage, right? Like you said, it takes guts. I never really had it. And um, I was like, okay, well, maybe I was, you know, I heard that you got to have like at least one year or two years worth of reserves uh, because you don't really make money the first two years in business. But, you know, in order to, when you have a family, you're about to start a family. I mean, 
to to build two months or two years worth of reserves like good luck especially when you're an employee like it's so difficult so uh, actually what pushed me over the edge was um i remember on a friday night um i had to run a quick errand it was already like after six o'clock and it was only gonna take me about 40 minutes but my boss at the time said um, he actually didn't tell him that I was going to run this errand because I was like, it's after hours. But there was an assignment that he wanted done that day and I understood that. But he didn't like that I basically postponed that assignment for 45 minutes because I was like prioritizing my errand over, you know, the assignment he had given me. And he was like, hey, never effing uh, let a priority, your priorities come over mine, like business comes first. and. I understood what he was, where he was coming from now as a business owner, but I, I just, the way he came across obviously was not the right way. Right. And I remember showing, I still have that text message saved on my phone because he texted to me and I, that's kind of my driver now. Mm. Uh, and so that's really, a, and when I showed that text message to my wife, she's like, you know what? You have my blessing. Just try the, try your business. You've been thinking about it. So I put in my two weeks and um, this was like over the weekend on Monday. There's no two weeks notice. I'm laid off. And so that's when I start, started my firm. Wow. That's amazing. He messed with the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. um, that's also beautiful. I respect that, you know, you have a, obviously a supportive wife, right? Because yeah. she, she, she gave you, like you said, that blessing. If you could expand on that, what, I mean, cause I, I just want to, I just, I'm just thinking about listeners out here some people don't have that support right they don't right. have somebody who will say hey I, I you know take the risk i believe in you um so talk to talk to us about you know the the importance of and how your wife's support meant to what, what it meant to you or what it means to you yeah i mean i think what happens at home is probably more important really than what happens at work because what happens at home is has a huge impact in, on your attitude your emotions on how you're going to perform at work and so I, I, you know, life is all about sales and persuasion. Even if you're not in sales, like you have to persuade people to take action. So I had to convince my wife that this was the right move. Mm -hmm. And I had, you know, I had been thinking about this for years. And so I was like, I want to do this, um, you know? And so, you know, I just, over time, you know, I put little seeds in her head about how this was a good idea. And, um, you know, I think when she just saw that message and I was like, you know, am I really going to have to go through this, like for the rest of my life, having to deal with, you know, um, an employer and, and it, I never had like an employer that I was bought into their mission. And so I, I feel like it was my calling, you know, without even knowing to, to be on this venture of entrepreneurship and really make an impact. And now, you know, my whole goal, like you said, is just to be known by every, um, business owner in America, at least give them the opportunity, um, to be educated and how on how they can save thousands of dollars in taxes. We're not always the best fit for everyone, but um, I think that right now my goal is again, just to be totally transparent and, and just try to provide value to business owners and, and obviously grow, right? Um, life is all about growth. So we want to continue to eventually become an eight figure accounting firm and again, you know, help, you know, entrepreneurs keep more money in their pocket while we're doing that. I love it. I love it, Joel. So, so Joel, when you think about you yourself, what is your most dominant gift? You know what? That's, that's a great question. Um, I think that my gift 
is the ability to to adapt um because like for example not that long ago we were in covid right and before we were actually like a basically a local accounting firm based out of bakersfield we only serve local clients and covid actually um had us become a virtual firm and so now like we take on clients all over 50 states like you mentioned uh, we have them all across. Obviously, the majority are in California, but we have some in Texas, Florida, um, New York. And so um, the ability to adapt, I think, is so important because uh, if you think about, like, for example, older, you know, like companies that were huge, like Blockbuster, you know, huge, huge company right. bankrupt, right? Because they weren't able to pivot like Netflix, right? Netflix became the new, the new thing for streaming movies. And so... I think it's very important for business owners to adapt. And I think that's where, um, that's probably one of my strengths. You know, I just try to see what's trending, uh, what's kind of the new thing, is what's working, what's not working. Um, I think that's probably one of my strengths. Like I, I, I feel I have the ability to adapt as, as a leader and as an owner of our firm. Mm. Can, you talk, can you talk to us about like, when you were um, a, a kid, like or in your youth like where you utilize this adaptation where you maybe you noticed it started to notice it because it's always easy to see it you know from here looking back but it's not it probably wasn't easy to see that as a child like can you think of any examples of that gift of adaptation of being able to adapt to things yeah i think um it's just the kind of you know i think just seeing um other people, right, that, that have achieved great things in life. If you, if you, and like for me, I've always looked up to people that are more successful. I've always looked up to people that um, are doing bigger and better things in life, whether it's business, relationships. Um, and I just try to learn from them. Like I just try to soak it all in. And like, what is it? You know, I've always been passionate for learning. And I, I just, you know, I think that. The fact that I, you know, you can learn from everybody, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's always something to learn. Um, and I think that if you are humble enough to not have an ego and just, you know, really just try to learn from the person in front of you, um, that's going to basically allow you to have those, those skills like adaptability, for example. And, right. but I think it comes down to just being humble being observant and and just being open-minded respect man respect so talk to us about the development right you, you know this is not a subtle thing to um look over because as, as you mentioned um you you studied people like ty lopez uh, obviously russell brunson click funnels um all, all these different uh, leaders and, and like you said, it's not just business; it's relationships and things of that nature. And you talked about and, and in your bio, right? You've you've invested well over hundreds of thousands of dollars into your own personal development, and and we believe that the process of you know purpose is discovering your gift, right? Developing your gift and then distributing your gift. So that development piece is really important. And when you think about you know, the development you've put into becoming skilled in your craft. One, I, I mean, for those listening, I, I know several people 
um, who have gone for the CPA uh, uh, license and the testing. And it's very rigorous and not everybody makes it. that alone is it, it weeds a lot of people out. So, you, you know, I just want listeners to understand that don't 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 see the words. Don't see those acronyms CPA and think, oh, it's just CPA. No, 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 no. They went through a rigorous amount of studies, a rigorous amount of tests. I have I have friends, family. I know I know that process is not easy. But can you talk to to people to people about the development that goes on behind the scenes to become the person you've become to today? You had to go through a lot of development personally, business wise and, and spiritually. I imagine all the different areas. Yeah, 100 percent. I think that, um, you know, just like we talked about learning, right, and being able to learn from mentors and stuff like that. I think also what's important is the ability to to sacrifice um, other things in your life in order to pursue your goals. Like, for example, like you mentioned, to get a CPA license, it's a 16 hour exam. Um, It's broken up into four parts, obviously, because you won't be able to sit through 16 hours. But the majority of people fail the exam. You know, I've heard that it's actually more difficult than the bar exam for attorneys. Um, so it's one of the most challenging. And actually, I have employees, team members that work for me that are still having a difficult time studying for for the exam and passing it. And the main reason, it's not that they're not smart enough. It's just that they don't have the discipline to sacrifice their weekends, sacrifice their evenings, sacrifice whatever pleasure they get from out, outside of work in order to get their license. So it's the same thing in, in entrepreneurship or to develop your gift. You're gonna have to sacrifice certain things, whether it's spending time with family, spending playing video games, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Whatever you enjoy out of life, that's gonna have to be put on, on pause for a moment until you achieve your goal. Like if you're really driven, if you're really, you know, if you really want to get that gift and, and have it developed, you're going to have to put other things aside. And then obviously once you get to your goal and you can see, okay, now that I've been there, you know, do I want to spend more time? Now you, now you can go back and say, okay, I want to spend a little bit of time on these leisures, but, but at the same time, it's like, well, why not continue developing your gift and even further? So I think life is all about a balance. But, but um, at the end of the day, if you really want to achieve big things in life, you're going to have to sacrifice. Man, well said, brother. Well said, brother. Um, so, so can you also talk to about like your development, even as an entrepreneur, right? The, there's a lot of, you know, I would say over the last five years, am, a, entrepreneurship has been glamorized. Like, oh, it's the way, you know get the car, get the, you know, freedom and all that stuff. But, but what, what do you have to do behind the scenes, even to this day, right? As an entrepreneur to keep developing yourself. And, and I I want you to talk about some of the things that are unseen, right? Like everybody sees the stuff in the front of going to conferences or speaking or, or podcast and, but nobody sees the late nights. Nobody sees the sacrifice. Nobody sees the payroll you got to make each week or every other week. And you're like, how is this going to work? You know, nobody sees some of these behind. Can you talk to us about the unseen hours? Yeah, I mean, that that's like you said, um, you kind of nailed it with, you know, entrepreneurship is, is shown as this, you know, like glorious thing. And, and, it, and it can and it will be if you if you dedicate yourself to your craft and your gift. It definitely will be, but it's not going to be easy to get there. Um, you're probably, when you get to your goals, you're probably going to be wounded. 
you're going to be bruised. You're going to be, you know, even discouraged. You've probably gone through trials and errors. Like, I mean, even as a seven figure, you know, accounting firm owner, like I still have to deal with crap that, you know, I'm not going to post on social media because it's not glorious. Right. But it's things that we have to deal with, like, you know, gruntle employees, gruntle customers and like getting feedback from them. How can I improve my, my service delivery? How can I become a better leader? How can I improve the culture in my business so that way we can push forward and, you know, cause there's things like you said, there's, you know, we got to meet payroll. We have to make sure that, um, we pay our, not only our expenses, but we got to have some leftover for us to be able to live. Um, and then we want to achieve this entrepreneurial dream that we have of usually financial freedom. Um, it's, it's not easy and, and it's not for, for the cold hearted. Like you're going to have to, um, you know, really have thick skin because there's going to be times where you probably want to quit and you're just like, why am I even doing this? This is not even worth it. Um, you know, and it's all, and it comes back to mindset. And I think that's why we go to those kind of um, business events like the Click Funnels Live because it just kind of re-energizes as it gives us that that drive again that if, in order for us to keep moving forward because it's not it's not going to be easy and uh, we every single day is a battle so um, you just have to um, go in it with the right mentality have the people around you supporting you have the right you know um, influencers that are going to actually propel you forward. And, and that's what life is and entrepreneurship is all about. Love it, man. Love how you broke that down. So, so, so talk to me about this, Joel, because um, one can develop in their gifts. They can become great, but that's not it. You, you, it's not enough, right? Like you've got to have um, distribution. You got to have marketing, right? So you obviously know that there are other tax firms, CPA firms that can do some of the, maybe some of the things you guys do or in a different way, but you obviously had to, to place a priority on marketing and mm -hmm. developing that, um, distribution and un understanding of, okay, Hey, w we need to get ourselves out there. So, so if you could just speak to that, just how you guys have marketed, uh, Sandoval tax CPAs and how important it is to you. Yeah, I mean, marketing is probably the most important thing in business because what marketing allows you to do is convey your message to your potential customers. And there's so many different platforms on how you can do that. You know, in the beginning, when I was first starting out, it was just word of mouth. You know, I didn't really know how to market myself. It was like door knocking, as I mentioned, cold calling. Um, but now, you know, now that I've invested into coaching, mentorship, uh, you know, I kind of have a model of, you know, direct response where, you know, we try and we've learned that obviously from Russell Brunson, um, Dan Kennedy as well, where we basically try to have um, individuals raise their hands and say, hey, I'm interested in, in hearing more about what you have to offer. And so we do that obviously through social media channels, posting content, also, we have Facebook ads, we run webinars, um, we boost posts. I mean, we do as much as we can. I think the more the better, you know, I think Grant Cardone says our goal should be to be omnipresent, you know, really be on every single channel. And we're not anywhere close to that yet. I mean, there's just, there's more channels being 
you know, obviously there's TikTok now. There's just like so many more things that the new thing's probably not going to be new by the time you start doing it. Uh, it's probably going to be obsolete. So it's just, I really think it's impossible. Uh, the ones that, that are doing it the best will probably have the best, the biggest marketing teams out there um, helping them because one person alone cannot do it. It's just, there's just not enough hours in the day. And right. so, but I think that if you don't market yourself, I mean, your, your business will eventually die. Even the biggest brands in the world, like Coca-Cola, you know, they already, they already have a reputation, but they're still marketing. They're still advertising because it's the lifeblood of, of our business. And so uh, we need to continue to market ourselves. Um, and then really just knowing how, like you said, there's other firms that offer similar services as us. So what really, what makes us different and really just knowing kind of what you can bring to the table as, as a unique, um, selling, you know, what is your unique selling proposition as, as a, uh, as a CPA for us, for example, we, our approach is we want to start every new relationship with a personalized individual tax plan. You know, there's other accountants that do offer tax planning, but it's kind of generic and it's not personalized for you and your business. So we, we offer that. Um, also a lot of our clients are Hispanic. So we offer a lot of, um, of our services to Hispanic Latino uh, community. Um, I mean, we, we just, we try to know, like, you know, we try to, there's a, there's a book called the blue ocean strategy that talks about, you know, if in a, in a ocean full of, you know, red sharks, everything's red and it's a lot of competition. How are you going to be blue? How are you going to be different? How are you going to separate yourself? And I think that's what marketing is, is trying to differentiate yourself and, and being true to yourself while you're doing it. Wow. Love that, man. Love that. So talk to me about a young Joel, right? Like somebody that's maybe, maybe I know, I know you didn't know where you're going to be into accounting until you saw that other lady in, 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 in her space, but talk to a young Joel that, that is good with numbers, not saying that you have to be good with numbers to be an accountant. Cause you can learn, it's a skill you can learn. Um, but there's a young Joel listening that says, Hey, I, I, I love math or I love numbers. I love business, I, but I also want to be an entrepreneur, but I, I would love to be an accountant. What are the things you would tell a young Joel type to, to learn or get prepared for, to become what, like what you are today? Yeah. It's funny that you say that because, um, like you said, if I go back in time and go back to young Joel, um, I, I had no idea I was going to be a CPA, like, but the traits, the, the, what I, you know, the things that I was learning as a kid and the, the skills that I was developing as a kid led me to where I am today. I remember my dad, for example, like have a clear example of us going to a gas station and he would, you know, pump gas in his car. And I think it came out to, I don't know, I don't remember the dollar amount, but I think it was like $34 and 63 cents. And he handed me $40 in cash. And he's like, Hey, go to the gas station and pay our balance. And, but before you do, I want you to tell me, Joel, what is the change that you're going to receive? So I had to do the math in my head. Okay. $40 minus the $36, 73 cents, whatever number I mentioned. Um, and I had to, and I had to figure that out. So my dad was always like giving me these math tests as a kid. And so I was developing those skills, um, without even knowing. And so. Um, that, and so obviously when I became an adult, I was like, what's your strength, 
Joel and I was like, oh, well, my strength are numbers. My, my strength is analytics. Uh, you know, I'm a very analytical person use my brain to solve puzzles, things like that. And so it all comes down to what my parents taught me as a kid and what I enjoyed too. Cause I remember him trying to also teach me how to change the oil on his car. And I, and I remember doing it, but I was like, like, it was the worst day ever. Didn't want to get underneath the car to change the oil. And it's like, oh, I'd be all pissed off at my dad for having me do it. But when he would ask me, hey, tell me what the change is going to be. And if you get it correct, actually, I'll give you the change. I was like, oh, nice, you know, as a young kid. So I enjoyed that. So I think, you know, you start to learn what skills um, you enjoy. And then and then once you find those skills, what are the careers available or the or you know, the um, businesses around your skills that you can pursue? I love that. That's what's up, man. So so Joel. Talk to me about this this goal, right? You know, we, we talked about marketing and the importance of it. To be known by every single business owner in America, I love it. I love I love audacious goals. I love you. Obviously, have a, a mindset of a go getter. So, talk to me about that goal. Um, why that goal? And what are you? What is what is your plan to get there? Yeah. So I think the reason is like. You know, in the, in the very beginning, you know, my, my goal was just to survive, right? I had gone from six figures to zero figures. So like I had, my wife gave me a nine month deadline to make this business work. So I was just trying to put food on the table. I didn't have the goal that I have today of trying to be known by every business owner in America. So your goals change as you become, you know, as you develop as a person, as a leader, as an entrepreneur. And so um now where we're at where you know we've also invested some money um where you know we probably could i could probably retire today if i wanted to just live off my investments um, but i want to continue to grow uh because i want to make an impact mm. and and so i was like if, if i were really if i really want to make an impact and i really want to continue to grow in this you know entrepreneurial journey that we call life yeah. you know what is really what's the reason that i'm doing this you know why is is if it's not the money anymore so then what's driving me and that's when i just kind of just spent some time thinking and i was like well i really want to make a difference in people's lives and i want to be able to help them and and i can do that with my skills which are accounting and and taxes i can help business owners reduce their tax liability by on average 20 to fifty thousand dollars a year and I can help them with their accounting. If they don't know how much money their business is making, or if they need help analyzing their cash flow because um, they're not, they don't have budgets or forecasts in place, then that's where I can that's where I can make an impact in a business owner's life. And I've surrounded myself with team members that have those same skills, um, and now they do basically most of the work. So my my um, role as a leader now is just to convey that message to be known by every business owner in America that they have that opportunity to, to solve those problems. If it is that, if it is a problem that they have. Wow. That's great. And you have some amazing content, um, by the way, I love, love the content you have. Um, so could, could you, could you help some of these business owners today? If, if you don't mind, if you could share like one or two, like tax planning hacks or not, I don't, I guess you shouldn't put hack, with tax, but, uh, you, you know what I mean? Like a strategy <laughs> that, uh, some, some ideas, maybe just things people aren't little small things that they could, they could do to help 
save some money on some tax. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's so many things like um, I'll, I'll definitely give kind of the, the biggest ones, but I, I always say like, you know, the the IRS tax code has over 46,000 pages, yet the Bible only on average, every Bible translation is different, but on average only has 1,200 pages. Wow. So the amount of opportunity in the tax code is, is endless, right? There's so many things that we can do and that's why we offer a personalized tax plan because you know one entrepreneur might be a content creator a different um, entrepreneur might be a real estate investor another one might be a plumber you know it just depends and so um i think that the best you know if, if you really want to you know save money on taxes you really have to invest into a cpa that is gonna it's gonna save you three to five times more than whatever his fee is and so and, and a lot of people are like, oh, they're, they're hesitant to invest into a CPA because um, it's just that they see it as an expense for their business. And it's like, it's not an, it's not an expense, it's an investment because we're going to be able to generate enough savings to pay for your investment. Mm -hmm. So, um, and there's so many things that we can do like entity selection, retirement, insurance, um, tax credits, deductions, the new changes. The, the, the tax cuts and jobs act like i could probably spend a whole day talking about you know what a business owner can do to save money but at the end of the day it's you know you you're probably better off spending your time on marketing and sales and hiring a cpa that's going to save you you know tens of thousands of dollars where you don't even have to worry about tax law mm -hmm. Can you, can you give us can you give us one wild or not to do wild but but one one story of uh, I, I obviously don't have to mention who, but but like a story of, of a client where you know they came in one way and they were you know maybe paying so much in taxes and then the uh, the opposite end of what what happened for them and maybe the government I don't know you you tell me what what yeah what we yeah. I, mean, this, I, I love that because that's pretty much what we do like we um, start every new relationship with the personalized tax plan so. Um, and to give you an example, as you, as you uh, mentioned, you know, we had a business owner that we met with last year and she was, um, set up as an LLC and she, she was making a killing. Uh, I think she had gross like 1.5 million, but the best part was like her margins were like 80%. Like, I mean, she, she pretty much was like a lean machine. She was like gross, like netting over a million dollars and, um, she was on track to, to based on her structure, how she was set up to basically overpaying taxes by $300,000. Hmm. Um, and so we were able to basically restructure her business. In her case, it was an LLC. We restructured into an LLC taxes, a C corp based on her situation. That's not the best. Uh, obviously it depends on your particular situation, but for her, that was the best making that switch alone, reduced her tax liability by $300,000. Uh, and so, I mean, it, it, it just, that's just one example of, you know, what we do now, obviously this, she was making a lot of money. So if, if someone's making less than that, we're not going to be able to save you nearly as much. Um, on average, you know, we save clients between 20 and $50,000 a year. Um, so, I mean, over the course of the years, it's still going to amount to 300,000, but in her situation, this was you know, an example where we were able to save a huge amount of money in just one year. Wow. That's awesome. Um, 
what, what would you say is some of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make with the whole tax piece that they're not even thinking about or um and they don't realize and, and where where usually it's good to have i mean where they see the need like okay man i should have a cpa to do this or what, what is usually something that most people do yeah i think the biggest mistake that business owners make is just that you know um i i don't blame them but i do blame them um because they, they just tend to procrastinate um and so like you said they're reactive as opposed to being proactive and so I can't tell you how many times like business owners will come to me or my team saying, and it's March, like, hey, Joel, can you do my taxes? And I was like, yeah, I can do your taxes, but you, there's nothing I can do for last year. I can't go back in time and create an entity for you. Like we should have met in October to come up with strategies. Like maybe you should have purchased, you know, a G Wagon, you know, um, if you have the cash flow for it, maybe. You should have purchased a real estate property or two properties and use, you know, depreciation. But I can't go back and have you. I can have you buy a property for this year. There's no, there's no time machine to go back and give you those recommendations. Mm. So, so your your biggest mistake as a business owner is that you're putting it off. You're being reactive, as opposed to being proactive and having me give you those strategies if we meet on a proactive quarterly basis wow wow that's heavy man well, i love it so so tell us speaking of speaking of tax strategies tell us about your firm and and how uh, people can get plugged in and some of the things that you offer obviously you offer uh custom plans for um business owners so can you break break down some of the things you guys do and how people can benefit from your services yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, um, in on top of um, you know those personalized tax plans and and meeting quarterly with business owners, um, really, there's there's uh, what we try to do for business owners is there's two things. We don't want them to have a surprise when they file their tax return because most of the time it's surprise. Here's your bill from the IRS. So how can we have them not have any surprises? Well. The only way we can do that is by proactively planning. So that by far is um, the number one thing that we do. But the second thing that we do is help business owners with their accounting. So um, you as a business owner need to keep track of your income, you need to keep track of your expenses. And unfortunately for a lot of business owners, it's kind of one of the things they just put on the back burner. They don't really worry about it or think about it because their, their goal, whole goal is just Marketing and sales, marketing and sales, which is great, but how good is marketing and sales if you're not analyzing your numbers? Mm. How good is marketing and sales if you're not taking the time to evaluate whether you're even making a profit? How good is marketing and sales if you're not taking the time to reduce your tax liability? So we help business owners keep track of their accounting by providing them with financial statements so they can know exactly how much money they're making to eventually help them pay less money in tax, help them keep more money in their pocket, and eventually to help them win. I love that, man. I love that. So, so Joe, we always ask a question to every listener on the show, and it, you had no preparation for this. the The question is, what's what's the difference between one's gift and one's purpose? One's gift and one's purpose. Man, that's a great question. 
I think a gift is something that is divine, like something that God gives you and is a natural, um, like born trait. Like for me, it was not only obviously numbers and math, but also being a leader and the ability to adapt and which is why I became an entrepreneur and a CPA firm owner. Um, so that is a gift, but a purpose is how are you, now that you have that gift, how are you going to put it to use? So how are you going to make an impact in, in this world while we're alive and now using your gift becomes a purpose. So like for me, I'm using my gift of accounting and tax skills to make an impact in people's lives. And that becomes my purpose and my mission. Mm, love that brother. Love that. So, uh, uh let's wrap up with one thing that I, because I, I know your goal now of, of, of reaching, uh, every business owner in America, imagine you're speaking to every business owner in America. You only have one minute to give them something to say, what are you going to say? I would say, Hey, business owner, if you want to save 20 to $50,000 in taxes year after year, because I can guarantee you've been overpaying for the last five to seven years. If you want to stop the bleeding and start making some real money by reducing your tax liability, knowing your numbers, having financial statements, then you need to have a 15 minute phone call with me or my team by visiting help.sandovaltax.com. In 15 minutes, we'll save you $50,000 or more in taxes year after year for the rest of your life, guaranteed. Wow, man. You're ready, man. You're ready. You've you, you got it dialed in. I love it. <laughs> so so, so as, as he said, go to help.sandovaltax.com. That's S-A-N-D-O-V-A-L tax tax.com help dot don't forget the dot and then get that uh take advantage of that you obviously see joel is a man of wisdom he's got so much so much to share i can only imagine the business owners who will get a chance to take i wish i met you uh before i got a loyalty to my uh uh cpa now but i'm yeah. like man that would have been that would have been cool because i a quick short short story to end it off here i um i think it was about pandemic right like um i uh didn't know that um I, I was making too much money for an llc because my tax similar to the lady not, i'm not on those levels yet but that the 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 llc the way it was structured wasn't conducive and my my employee tax my the self-employment tax bill alone was crazy so mm -hmm. i i had an accountant but i hired a, a tax planning firm to to show me and i show, show me these things and he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, escort, like, oh, why? I didn't know you could, like, he didn't know I could be turned into oh, an wow. escort. Like, I was just like, oh my God. So oh, I got, wow. I got rid of that accountant, uh, shifted to another, another one. So I, I wholeheartedly know the benefit of having a solid CPA and tax planning. So it's essential. So get with, get with Joel. Man, I appreciate that testimonial because I think business owners um, lack that perspective, and so it, it's just you know you need to you know you need to have a consultation with with an expert if you really want to find out. Truth, truth. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for being on, brother. Truly appreciate you, and thank you for blessing the people. Yeah, man, it's been a pleasure. Appreciate you, David. <laughs> 
Dear listener, I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discovered My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called the Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts, which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into. It includes beautiful beats and amazing spoken word over it, and I'd love to give that to you as a free gift, as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community. So to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com. That's podcast.david, the middle initial D, Simons, S-I-M-O-N-S, dot com, and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode. How I Discover My Gift with David D. Simons is proud to be of the amazing and illustrious Alive Podcast Network.